0: I got my intro music back. I know you guys are pumped about that. I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, I just realized I had to go on the website and and it was still there. But if you do it on the app, you can't have it because we had to upgrade the app and they got rid of all those good sounds. Uh, so I got it back. I'm I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, thank you for joining me on episode five of Miked Up with Mike, the official podcast of the Sunday Fun Day. Fantasy Football League. I'm your host and commissioner Mike Nemeth, and this week we don't have any shotguns, so that's good for everybody. Um, no shotguns this week. Nobody lost by fifty or hundred or anything like that. So that's uh, that's good. Uh, before we get started digging into any any of the NFL stuff, I want to give a shout out to our boy Tiger Woods on getting his 80th pro win of his career and ending that five year drought uh, that nobody thought that he could come back from. And um, he won the tour championship. Uh, Tiger Woods is the best golfer to ever play the game. And he, is just, uh, he's the best, he's, he changed the game of golf. He's the best golfer to ever play the game. After four back surgeries, four knee surgeries, and so many off-the-course issues, he was dealing with pills and, and those sex scandals and whatever was going on in his life. The guy's life went into a complete whirlwind. Many people thought it wasn't possible for him to come back and play golf at a high level like this. And uh, after years of grinding, Just absolute grinding through the bad rounds and through the shame. Tiger Woods completed what could be called one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. So congratulations to Tiger Woods on winning the Tour Championship this past Sunday. Alright, so we had another great week in the NFL. Uh, This was the first week for me personally where it felt like football season was in full swing. You know? uh, where I'm from in Pennsylvania, where most of this league's from in Pennsylvania, the weather was a bit chilly. The leaves are starting to change a little bit of color. The beer starting to taste a little bit better. It just feels like football season. And, uh, uh, that's exactly what I've been waiting for since the, the end of the Super Bowl last year. I've been waiting for this moment where it felt like we were in full swing. Things were going, weather was changing and everything was good. So, uh, Football season's back, and I'm I'm, I'm so happy about that. Uh, this week was a weird one for sure in the NFL. Baker Mayfield leads the Browns to beat the Jets in their first NFL regular season game. The Bills win their first game. They go to Minnesota and kick the living shit out of them. Uh, Vontae Davis wants back in Buffalo, I'm pretty sure. He's sitting on his couch right now just thinking, like, why, why did I do that? Um, that was a weird game, too. I don't think anybody really saw that coming except for Bills Mafia. Um, it was like one of the biggest upsets in like 23 years or something like that, according to the Vegas sports odds. Uh, so good for the Bills and getting their first win. Lions took down the Patriots for their first win on Sunday night. Tom Brady looks rough through three games into the season. And I know we probably shouldn't judge Tom Brady off of his September because uh, typically he shows up in December. But I just feel like this year feels a little bit different to me. I know he has a couple guys coming back. I know he has Josh Gordon coming on the team. But this year just feels a little bit different to me with uh, Tom Brady. Arizona made some questionable decisions. I don't know if anybody watched that game, but Arizona made some really questionable decisions. And Clay Matthews gets penalized again for the second week by simply sacking the quarterback. Um, Let me just quick talk about this real quick. This rule, this... uh, whatever, roughing the passer rule is getting to be absolutely absurd. Clay Matthews did not hit Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith. One, he didn't hit him in the head. He didn't use his head. He didn't hit him below the knees. He didn't hit them late. He simply lowered his shoulder, kept his head up and to the side, and ran through his opponent just like you're taught to do. And he got flagged for it now for the second week in a row. The NFL is getting soft. I think this is worse than the catch rule. This needs to be changed. I know they're probably not going to do anything midseason, but this needs to be looked at. Even quarterbacks are coming out and saying that this rule is just, it's ruining the game of football. It's hard to watch. There's a flag on every single play. And it's getting to the point where guys are breaking through the O-line and then have to stop and figure out how to approach a quarterback and sack them. You know what I mean? Like you got guys like Clay Matthews and J.J. Watt, and, you know, Cam Hayward, I mean, you name him, we'll go all day with these guys. They break through the O-line, and then you you wonder, what do I got to do? How, do I, how how am I supposed to tackle this guy? I'm running full speed. It's just me and the quarterback now. I got to tackle him. I got to get him down. That's my job. They're just doing their job. I thought the other night in that Monday night game, I thought Cam Hayward was going to take that referee and put him up into a chokehold for the call, and, and then they threw the flag and the referee is talking with the other guy, and Cam Hayward is pissed. And then Cam Hayward gets in the ref's face a little bit, and the ref just goes, "I'm no, I no, no penalty. There was no penalty. It was a joke. I, I don't know. There was no joke, no penalty." These guys don't know what to call. I mean, it's such an arbitrary play. I mean, at least with a like the catch, the catch rule is one thing. I mean, it was just like, okay, where's his feet in? Did the ball touch the ground? Did he have possession? I mean, it's hard to tell. This thing, I mean, a guy's just tackling a guy. That's the beginning of football. That's what you learn in football is how to tackle somebody. You know what I mean? Like, So that that needs to change real quick. Um, <clears throat> moving on, did we witness arguably the most boring game of the season? Did we get that out of the way with the Jags versus the Titans? Uh, finishing that game 9-6. to six. Um, No touchdowns scored. And uh, just field goals the whole time. A pretty boring game. Uh, Is it panic time for the Raiders and the Cowboys? I think so. But, uh, again, feel free to call in and give me your thoughts on that. Um, You can go to the Anchor app, go to my profile, Mike Nemeth, and give me a voice message. And uh, just let me know your thoughts on pretty much anything, fantasy-related, football-related, life, whatever. We'll we'll get it on the show, and uh, we'll get it out there for everybody here. Um... So we're going to dive into some fantasy football talk, like we do every here every week. Here, I'm mic'd up with Mike, so stay tuned. Uh, we have a couple people who, well, one person who called into the show a couple times. Uh, so we'll get those questions on here. A special guest we're going to get into. But first, let's hop into some news and some notes. All right, guys, let's hop into some news and notes here. First, we have our uh, couple bye weeks this week. The Panthers and the Redskins are on a bye week, so that means guys like Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, we can go on all day with these guys. These guys will not be any, in any lineups this week, uh, or they shouldn't be in any lineups this week. Um, so though that definitely made the waiver wire uh, and some additions and some drops um, definitely... Well, there's a lot more volume in that this week uh, in our league. Um, still st- waiting for that first trade to go through. I know there's been a lot of talks with some teams, um, things going through there. I've heard rumors of Kamara getting traded to In My Feelings for Barkley and uh, a couple guys that are mixed up in that in that trade too, but that's a blockbuster trade. So a lot of talk been going on. Um, still no trades, but uh, I'm sure they'll be coming soon. Um, Baker Mayfield. Look, I really like Baker Mayfield a lot. I think he's going to do great things. And like I said before, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, that the Browns team um, needed a guy like Baker Mayfield in there. And I, I liked Baker Mayfield before he was the first overall pick. Um, I liked him before he was a Heisman candidate, to be honest. And I I actually really liked Baker Mayfield Uh Probably before a lot of people really knew who Baker Mayfield was. And with all that said, I still think we need to pump the brakes on Baker Mayfield. Okay? Uh, We need to pump the brakes on him. We need to pump the brakes just on the Cleveland Browns in general. Okay? We need to pump the brakes on that. Don't get me wrong. That was a big win for the Browns. You know, that was like their first win in like 600 some odd days. Or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just a big deal. I mean, and don't get me wrong. That stadium was absolutely rocking Thursday night. It was just a ridiculous atmosphere, electric atmosphere. Free beer for everybody in Cleveland when those fridges unlocked after the win. You know, it was like the weight of the world was lifted off that city's shoulders. But we need to pump the brakes on all of that, okay? Because they beat the Jets. They beat the New York Jets. They, they didn't go out and beat the Patriots. They didn't go out and beat the, you know the Eagles or anything like. They beat the they beat the Jets. So let's just pump the brakes on all that. You look. I believe Baker Mayfield is a good player. Um, he got picked up in our league. If he's not picked up in your league, he's definitely worth looking at um, and maybe stashing on your bench. But we need to see more. That's all I'm saying. I just think we need to see a little bit more from Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns before we can. Um, you know, write them off as a good team and Baker Mayfield as a a solid NFL quarterback. You know, he's got the Raiders this week in Week 4, which should be another decent opportunity for him to build some confidence. But after that, they got a rough couple of games. Uh, They got the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bucks, the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Falcons, and the Bengals. So... I mean, they might win one of those games, maybe two, but they got a they got a rough couple of games coming up after they play the Raiders, and uh, well, that's when we'll really see the true Baker Mayfield and the true Cleveland Browns. So, Pat Mahomes though uh, owned by two girlies, one cup. If he's not owned in your league, then you are strictly in a bush league, and that's 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 all there is to it. You need to stop what you're doing immediately and go pick this guy up. Uh, he threw for three touchdowns on Sunday he has the most touchdowns to start an NFL season in the history of the NFL. On the year, he has 896 yards, 13 touchdowns, no turnovers. And here's a quick history note for Baker Mayfield and Pat Mahomes, and this is something that I know a lot of you already know, but I just find this so intriguing, I'm going to say it again. Uh, on October 22nd, 2016, Pat Mahomes and Baker Mayfield faced off in college. Baker Mayfield playing for Oklahoma, going against his old school, Texas Tech, Oklahoma won this game 66-59, but get this. Baker Mayfield threw for 545 yards and seven touchdowns, and Pat Mahomes threw for 734 yards and five touchdowns with one interception while also running for 85 yards and two more touchdowns. Think about that for a second. You put those two days in our fantasy league today. I understand it's in college, but still, you put those, you put those in our fantasy league today and Baker Mayfield would have had 49.8 points, and Pat Mahomes would have had 77.9 points. Let that sink in for a second. There are teams in this league who would love to get 77.9 points out of five players combined. You know what I mean? So, uh, those these guys, I've been doing it for a while. So, I mean, these guys are going to be good. Uh, they just... They need the right situation. They need the right guys around him, and I think Pat Mahomes has that right now. Pat Mahomes has every weapon he needs. He's done nothing wrong yet. He's slinging that ball around, throwing straight heaters to people, throwing the long balls to people. He's changing the plays at the line. He has no turnovers. The guy has done everything right. He's done nothing wrong. Pat Mahomes is the real deal, and uh, I don't see that slowing down for quite some time. Um, Jared Goff... Uh, 354 yards, three touchdowns. He plays Minnesota this week, um, who I think will should have a bounce-back performance. Uh, they, they are a good team. They played the Buffalo Bills pretty weak. But uh, the Rams and the Vikings were my pick to be in the NFC Championship, so I think this should be a good game. Um, the Rams are an absolute wagon of a team. You can look at them to win the NFC West, lock that thing in. Uh, the playoffs are going to pretty much go through L.A., and... Um, Jared Goff and Todd Gurley are at the helm of that, so uh, Kirk Cousins, he had negative three points going into the half against the Buffalo Bills, but the offense for Minnesota was pretty much non-existent in that game. The last five minutes of the game pretty much saved saved his fantasy week for a lot of people, Um, so, and, I mean, they threw, like, 55 passes that game, and, like, I think 30 of them came in, like, the last 10 minutes of the game or something like that, so uh, I'm sure he'll have a bounce-back game against L.A. I think the I think the Vikings uh, should be able to cover that spread. I think it's set at negative seven right now, or negative six and a half. I think the Vikings cover that. Um, and to be honest, I think the Vikings might win. So. Anyways, uh, Andrew Luck, he still doesn't look like his old self. Uh, He's not playing bad, but he's just not the same guy he was before the injury. He got taken out of that last play for the Hail Mary. I'm not reading too much into it. I know a lot of people, a lot of podcasts I listen to, everybody's reading into why did they take Andrew Luck out, is his arm still bad, is his arm hurt. No, I just think Jacoby Brissett has a better arm. He can throw the ball further. You know what I mean? When you got a 50 or 60 or 70 or even 80-yard bomb, you Bring in the 12 gauge shotgun and let them launch it, you know what I mean? So, uh, Jacoby Brissett came in. I'm not, whatever, I'm not reading too much into that. Josh Allen leads his team to their first win, the biggest upset in 23 years based off the betting lines of the pregame. Uh, 196 yards, one touchdown. If you didn't see this guy leap over the linebacker, you should definitely go check it out. It was pretty cool. I mean, if he gets caught doing that, though, I mean, that's a the Bills are back in trouble again. Um, but uh, the Bills, the Bills. I mean, with Josh Allen, if he feels comfortable in there and keeps moving the ball like this, they could be okay. Maybe uh, we'll see how they play against Green Bay this week. Green Bay has a okay defense, nothing special, but um, we'll see if Josh Allen can move the ball against them and, and keep them in this game against Aaron Rodgers and that and that high powered offense. So we'll see. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a nice third and fourth quarter, saved me or saved some fantasy weeks for some people. Because uh, his first half was absolutely terrible. Uh, he's starting to pitter-patter for me a little bit. I don't know what to think of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know he had a spectacular fourth quarter. He's thrown over 400 yards in his first three games. But we kind of saw the fight Ryan Fitzpatrick that we were kind of expecting at the beginning of the season um, at the in the first half of that game. And, and the Steelers' defense, I think we all know, is really not uh, a top-tier defense. So when they're getting three or four picks, a couple turnovers, returning one of those picks for a touchdown um, – and he was just throwing the ball wild in that first half. And then he reeled it in and had a decent second half, brought the magic back. But uh, that, that magic is starting to pitter-patter. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on there when he goes up against a decent defense. Because um, they haven't really played a decent defense yet, I don't think. The Philadelphia Eagles, but their secondary is weak as well, kind of like the Steelers. So, um, Or at least it has been so far this year. Anyways, <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill finally had a nice breakout game, threw for 289 and three touchdowns. Drew Brees, 396 yards, three touchdowns, 40.5 fantasy points. I think he's going to absolutely shred up this Giants defense in week four. Um, if you haven't had a chance to go look, watch him do the spin move into the end zone, Drew Brees is just doing it all right now. That Saints offense is just doing it all right now. Um, they are on fire. If they just had a defense, they'd be a lock for me to win the Super Bowl, but their defense is terrible, so. Anyways, uh, Cam Newton had a big game, threw for 150 yards, two touchdowns, while also rushing for two touchdowns. Um, he's on a bye week this week, so he won't be doing that again this week, but uh, Cam Newton is a pretty decent quarterback in our league right now. Josh Rosen, and this is something that if you guys want to call in and talk about Josh Rosen, I think this is something we need to talk about uh, and if you haven't seen it, maybe go back and take a look at this, uh, his last, when they brought him in. He, they, he got brought into his first ever NFL game with four minutes to go, down by two, and the Arizona coaches expected him to carry this shitty offense to their first win of the season. They expected him to put the team on his fucking back and carry this shitty offense to the first win of the season as his first NFL Appearance really, um, uh, it was. I felt bad for him. I was sitting there with Ben and Spence, and if you don't know those guys, uh, I don't. Yeah, they're they're both in our league. For those of you who don't listen, I I don't really know how to describe them. Um, I don't know the two guys. They get triggered easily, um, but they're good guys. When I was sitting with them watching the game, um, when three guys are sitting there drinking beer and watching football from their TV, from their couch, and they say, this looks like a bad idea for Arizona. You know what I mean? When three guys drinking beer all day, sitting on a couch, say, this kind of looks like a bad idea for Arizona, then it's probably a fucking bad idea. It's as simple as that. And it was. It really was a bad idea. And it's just sad that the Arizona coaching staff couldn't see that coming, going against the best defense in the league right now, the hottest defense in the league. You know, people were saying, well, well, what if he came back and won the game? What if he would have grown his confidence through the roof? And it's just like, yeah, but that's such a risk. You know what I mean? That's such a risk you're willing to take on a quarterback that you plan to use as your franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. And you bring him into his first ever NFL start and you're down by four in a shitty situation and you just throw him into the game and say, here you go, Josh, bring our team back. And then he goes in there and that first drive, he throws a pick. They the the Arizona defense steps up, does a three and out. The next drive, he comes in and throws a pick six. Luckily it got called back, but like, I mean, the guy's thrown two picks. He's only been playing four minutes of football. Not even, you know what I mean? And it's, it's gotta be in his head now. He cannot have much confidence after that. Um, I think Arizona has to roll with it though. I don't think they can go back to Sam Bradford. I just don't think they can. I think uh, Arizona has Seattle this week, and I just I think it's going to be uh, another tough matchup for for Rosen. And um, so with that said, uh, Josh Rosen felt bad for the guy, but um, it was it was a tough week for him. Case Keenum, Tom Brady, they both struggled. Um, definitely guys that you're going to probably be thinking do I even start him at this point anymore Jimmy Garoppolo tears his ACL so CJ Beathard is coming in um, that's a classic 49ers injury you know McKinnon Marquise Goodwin and Garoppolo now all three of them down with knee injuries um, I think uh, you know the 49ers were planning on coming into this league and having um, some opportunity to to come out of there winning that division, and now that looks like it's going to be uh, pretty much by the wayside. Um, I don't know. Garoppolo should have just ran out of bounds. No QB should be really in their shoulder trying to get the extra yard. Um, I'm sure he's just going to use this time, probably go out and find another smoke show and hang out with her all the time. So, Anyways, Tyrod Taylor went out with a concussion, but even if he clears protocol, the Browns look like they're moving on to Baker Mayfield. Um. Anyways... Saquon Barkley, uh, 117 all-purpose yards, one touchdown. People said he was going to be a bust, which I didn't understand. Um, he's been playing really consistent football and has been, uh, even with that crappy offensive line they got there. So, um, Saquon Barkley, he's the real deal. He had a 117 all-purpose yards and one touchdown. Alvin Kamara, 190 all-purpose yards and 34 fantasy points. Uh, Mark Ingram has one more week of suspension and then comes back. I don't know if this will hurt Kamara's number numbers at all, but feel free to call in, go to the Anchor app, go to my uh, profile, Mike Nemeth, and let me know your thoughts on what you think is going to happen to Alvin Kamara when Mark Ingram comes back. <clears throat> Here's a little tidbit, actually, for you guys. The Saints have the least rushing yards in the NFL right now, um, and they have the best fantasy running back in football, so... It uh, just goes to show that you don't really need you need a guy who can catch balls out of the backfield in fantasy, especially in this league. Carlos Hyde, 98 yards on the ground, two touchdowns against the Jets. Adrian Peterson, I talked shit on him uh, last week, and then he goes out and runs for 120 yards and two touchdowns against the Packers, so good for him, nice bounce-back game for him. Uh, T.J. Yeldon, sneaky good game for him if he's available in your league and Fournette is still nursing that ankle. I would highly suggest going and picking up T.J. Yeldon. Um, he is, uh, a good, a good, especially in a PPR format, he's a very good option to have when Fournette's not around. Um, Isaiah Crowell, 34 yards, two touchdowns, two receptions, 19 fantasy points. He pulled a savage move in Cleveland after his second touchdown when he wiped his ass with the ball three times and then chucked it to the Cleveland fans. <clears throat> um, so that was, uh, good for him. I mean, they still lost that game, but uh he was pretty hype he was you know he's he's i think he wanted to do well that game being it was his old team. they got rid of him, they didn't want him, so good for him for getting two touchdowns, but I'm sure he would have rather had the win um David Johnson had a decent game, finally got his first touchdown still not where he needs to be though as the number three pick in the draft i think. If Josh Rosen plays, there's an opportunity that DJ gets the ball a lot more. They're going to do a lot of short dump passes, handing off the ball, to try and get Rosen a little more comfortable. Um, So I think David Johnson's numbers could uh, increase. Carry on, my wayward son, Johnson, had 16 attempts, 101 yards, and two catches out of the backfield. This is exactly the type of production that the Detroit Lions have been looking for for years. They've been missing this piece for a long time, and they now have a running back that they can finally trust. I know he's still looking for his first touchdown, but I think that's going to come very soon. Le'Veon Bell talks to the Steelers trading him. Uh, So that's good. We need to get him out of Pittsburgh. We don't need that fucking trash in Pittsburgh anymore. Um, No room for that. So I heard that they are going to – they're talking to the Jets, I think, Uh, possible trade partners. Um. so good, get him the fuck out we don't need him anymore uh, we don't need that in Pittsburgh Joe Mixon looks to be ruled out for Sunday's game against the Falcons, he's going to miss his second week in a row uh, there was talk about him possibly coming back this week but I think they are just going to be safe with it and hold him out for one more week and he should be back in week 5 wide receivers Calvin Ridley rookie wide receiver Calvin Ridley out of the University of Alabama uh, they talked about him getting a lot more involved, and they did just that. He scored seven receptions, 146 yards, and three touchdowns, 40.5 fantasy points in our Sunday Funday Football League. Um, if you don't have him in your league and you're in a deep you know, 12, 14-team league and you don't have him and you listen to this podcast and you're hearing me talk, I'm going to tell you, you need to go out and pick this guy up. He, uh, I mean, if he can continue to get seven or eight catches a game he's, and he sneaks up into that wide receiver receiver two, wide receiver one range, uh, it's definitely a possibility. Um, Calvin Ridley, you're going to want him on your team. So definitely go in and look to pick that guy up if he's available. Um, unfortunately in our league he is picked up, and unfortunately for me, I played against him when he went off. So that actually ruined my week for me. Uh, Robert Woods, becoming a household name in L.A., 10 catches, 104 yards, 2 touchdowns. Jordy Nelson, 6 catches, 173 yards, 1 touchdown. And if you have Jordy Nelson on your team, you missed your chance to start him. That's it. You missed it. Uh, Jordy Nelson probably won't do that again, uh, at least this year. And you missed it, so Jordy Nelson, uh, he had a very good game, but I don't expect that often. Will Floor, the fifth, um, five catches, 101 yards, one touchdown. Tyler Boyd growing into a big-time player uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton has been looking his way a lot. He had six catches for 132 yards, and with A.J. Green on the other side, I mean, it opens up Tyler Boyd a lot. He's taken away a lot from John Ross. Um, So if you have John Ross, he's been pretty much irrelevant this year, but Tyler Boyd has been been coming into his own in Cincinnati, so uh, good for him. He is a University of Pittsburgh product, um, and he's finally, I know they they drafted him pretty high uh, when he came out of college, and he's finally uh, turning into the player that they all thought he could be, so good for Tyler Boyd. Uh, two guys who are averaging 22 and 20 points per week, respectively, Juju Smith-Schuster and Emmanuel Sanders. Both of these guys started the season as number two receivers and are now climbing their way into that wide receiver one conversation. They've had three fantastic weeks out of the three of, out of the both of them, so uh, uh, good for Juju. I know I talked shit on him at the beginning of the year, and I, I'm, I mean, I'm a Juju guy. I'm a Pittsburgh fan, so of course I wanted Juju to do well. I just didn't think he'd keep those numbers up like he did last year, but he seems to be doing better, and if not, He's, you know, he might be better than Antonio Brown at this point in the season. I mean, he is statistically-wise, but, I mean, he might end up having the the most catches for the Steelers this year. So Uh, good for Juju. Good for Emmanuel Sanders. A.J. Green uh, left the game in the third quarter when landing on his hip weird. Um, Said something doesn't feel right. So uh, looks like he might be ruled out of Sunday's game. Should definitely keep an eye on that, but I don't think he's going to play. Vance McDonald. He was the top tight end this week for my Pittsburgh Steelers, and he was the top tight end in fantasy football with four catches, 112 yards, one touchdown. Look, I love Vance McDonald, um, but I just, I mean, he had one good game. I don't know if I can, you know, count him as a tight end one or count him as, like, uh, would I put him in my starting position? I don't know if I'd do all that. But uh, if you have a chance to see his monster stiff arm, definitely go look that up if you haven't seen it. He pretty much takes a guy, grabs him, just puts his arm out and just fucking throws him to the ground like a little bitch, and just keeps running into the end zone and then spikes that ball like a little Gronk spike, and just—I mean—he's a beast. But uh, I want to pump the brakes on Vance McDonald a little bit. I just with Jesse James and Vance McDonald, I don't know who they're gonna, who the guy is yet. I mean, they both have had pretty good games so far this year, so uh, it'll be tough to tell. Dallas Goddard. He's a breakout fantasy player, second tight end in our league this week with seven catches, 73 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, Both of these guys, Vance McDonald and Dallas Goddard, have been picked up in our league. They are not available. But if they are available in your league, definitely go check them out uh, and take a look and see if you can fit them on your roster because I think they do have – I think they do or could have some value in them come the later part of the season. So – Travis Kelsey had a nice game, 8 for 114. Kyle Rudolph started the game slow but ended the week with a touchdown. He had a decent game. Evan Ingram got hit low, was undergoing knee surgery or undergoing a test on his knee. I don't know if he's getting the surgery yet. He just says something doesn't feel right in his knee, and we all know that feeling. So uh, it doesn't look promising for him in week four. So that pretty much wraps up our news and notes. Uh, Again, feel free to call in and give me your comments and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's hop into some power rankings here. Uh, week three power rankings, going into week four, number one on the list. I think we all know who he is, and I think it's pretty easy to tell. All dogs go to get cupped, 3-0. and Last week they were ranked number four. They're the only undefeated team. Calvin Ridley, if he's real, this team could be good to beat. I mean, this team has, has been hard to beat. Obviously, they haven't lost yet, um, but I think they deserve the number one spot this week. Uh, so that's where they're going to be. Uh, number two on the list, the Brew Crew, 2-1, and one. last week they were ranked first, um, lost to the number one team, All Dogs, and uh, still has the second most points in the league through week three, um, and I don't see that slowing down really at all, so uh, um, I, I mean, I think number two spot is where I should be, so Brew Crew, number two. The Real Chug Champs are number three at two and one. Last week, they were ranked number two. They're going to have a tough week this week with McCaffrey and Thompson out on bye weeks. Um, But week three was pretty much just a down week for them. I'm not reading into it too much. Um, And speaking of the Real Chug Champs, we do have a call in from owner Nate Nestor with a couple of questions. So, uh, Nate, thanks for joining the show. Uh, Thanks for calling in with your questions. Go ahead. Let me hear what you got. This may be a tough question for you, Nemo, um, as you may be biased being a Steelers fan. But do you think that the Steelers should blow it up this year? As in, they're not going to win the Super Bowl, so should they just try to accumulate as many top draft picks as they can? Trade Le'Veon, trade Antonio Brown, probably get two to three first-round picks, Maybe another one or two second-round picks. Um, I mean, Juju uh, has better stats than Antonio Brown through the first three games. Um, Big Ben, maybe you can trade him for a two and a three. Um, Basically, rebuild your team in one draft class. Nate, thank you for calling into the show. I do appreciate you calling in. And to answer your question uh, do I think the Steelers should blow up their team? Um, I'm going to give you a hard no. <laughs> uh, it's week three. Um, you definitely don't get rid of Antonio Brown. Um, go ahead and chip off Le'Veon Bell because he doesn't want to be on the team anymore. And uh, no, I think Juju Smith is good because he has Antonio Brown. And he, I mean, you know what you're getting with those guys, so why would you give them away for two picks that you don't know what you get? and to say that the steelers aren't going to go to the super bowl um and i'm not even just being biased i think every team uh has an opportunity still to make a make a run to the super bowl so i mean it's only week 3 um so no i don't and i don't think i'm not the type of person where you ever blow up a season purposely to get some draft picks uh the steelers have always done a good job getting draft picks so uh no, nah, I don't think we need two first-rounders uh, for Antonio Brown or anything like that. So, But thanks for calling in. Hey, Mike, got a question for you here. The season is still early, only three weeks in. But who do you think the steal of the draft has been so far in our fantasy league? Thanks. Nate, that's a valid question. And I'm going to go back to the two guys I talked about in the news notes, and that's um, Juju Smith-Schuster and Emmanuel Sanders. I think those two guys um, were the biggest steals in the draft so far at this point in the year. Um, They got drafted – well, Emmanuel Sanders got drafted a little bit later than Juju, I think. Um, But both of those guys um, are panning out to be um, a lot better than than, – I think people may have thought so I think those two guys are my steals of the draft at this point. So thanks for calling in Nate and uh thanks for thanks for your questions and again if you guys ever want to call in feel free to go to my app or go to the Anchor app go to my profile Mike Nemeth feel free to give me a voice message and we'll get your questions onto the show. So thank you Nate for calling in. All right, let's keep going on to the power rankings. Number four on the list is In My Feelings. Last week, they were ranked number five. They beat Jimmy G-Spot in a big win to move up into the rankings, and this is exactly the production I was expecting out of this team. They finally clicked the way I thought they would, uh, so good for them. Ken Newton had a fantastic day, but he's on a bye this week, but that's okay because In My Feelings has Matt Ryan on uh, on the bench, and he's ready to go. So um, Matt Ryan, obviously, will have a big week, I think. So um, I think they'll be just fine. I think they uh are s- certainly deserve this number four spot they put up a ton of points this year they just gotta start getting those wins and continue getting them so they beat it they beat a pretty good team number five on the list is jimmy g spot he lost obviously to in my feelings uh last week they were ranked four i still think this team is full of great players there 's a ton of depth um i still think this team should be tough to beat um it, it, again they just aren't clicking when everybody else does um <clears throat> you know when you have like a guy like Tyreek Hill who goes off and the rest of the team kind of doesn't do their job and then the week where uh the rest of the team does their job and like someone like Tyreek doesn't do his job it's it's hard to win those those weeks and that's what's been happening to this team he just needs everybody to to collect at the same time he needs to be consistent this team needs to be consistent uh and uh, consistency is important, you know. What I mean, if you want the boomer bust guys, then go play go, go play daily fantasy and just hope that they boom when you pick them. So, but in a regular league like this, you need consistent guys if you want to win. So, um, the consistency is is a big deal. Number six on the list, the Harrisburg Cougars, and they stay at the number six pot. They lost two zero and two team this week. Um, this team has a lot of boomer bust guys, and like I said, that that's tough to win. They you don't know who to start, and I think owner Mike Garraway will be the first to tell you that. Um, it's tough to tell who to start. You put a guy in and he scores. You, you he scores two points. You take him out and he scores twenty points. And then you put him back in. He scores two points. And it's like you don't you they, you never know who's going to show up that day. And that's what makes it tough. And uh, you know they're towards the bottom of the league. This team is towards the bottom of the league in scoring points, which is um, something that they'll need to increase. They need to increase their volume of points if they want to continue to uh, have a winning record. Um, they also had some pretty weak matchups so far this season, so, uh, I think once they start getting into these tougher matchups, uh, we'll see who the real Harrisburg Cougars are, and we'll see if they can, um, come out as vi- with, victor- with a victory in, in those tough matchups and, uh, move on to the playoffs, like I know owner Mike Garraway is, um, expecting out of his team, so, it'll be interesting to see how they move forward. I would think maybe a couple roster changes are in order to get some consistent guys, but, um, I don't know. I don't know what they plan on doing, uh, but this team stays at six. Number seven on the list is Team Knox. Uh, they move up to uh, from the number nine spot there, two and one. Ryan Fitzpatrick pretty much saved the week for this team in the second half of that Monday night game, uh, which boosted this team to a victory. The running backs pretty much carried this team this week, which is what we've been talking about has needed to happen, and it finally has, and the Bears' defense continue to eats up, continues to eat up any team they play. Uh, big win for this team, and I think they're rolling into the uh, week four against my preseason rank is too low, and so that should be an easy dub for them. But um, right now, I mean, this team is is, – they played pretty well this week. So um, that just needs to continue if they plan on moving up. So uh, good week for Team Knox at number seven. Number eight on the list, the Guru, two and one. They're going to stay at eight like they were last week. They got a win, but it was an easy win. I wasn't impressed by it. not much happened really on this team besides Gio Bernard and Sammy Watkins, but uh, Gio's time is coming up soon, I would think. Um, and Sammy Watkins is a is a boomer bust guy, in my opinion. You never know what you're going to get out of him. So a win is a win. Two and one, good start to the season, but uh, just not high on this team yet. I think they need um, they need to get a little bit more. Uh, depth in there. Guys who are going to continue to keep scoring those points when when these guys aren't like Geo and and Watkins when they have their weak weeks and when Geo obviously isn't playing. So, uh, they're going to stay at eight. Number nine on the list. Once upon a time at one and two. Last week they were ranked eleven. They moved up for another win. Um, they're not one and two. Sorry, they're two and one, and uh, they moved up um, to number nine last week. Ranked eleventh. It was an ugly win, but uh, I know I've been saying it a lot at this point, and I will continue to say it. A win's a win, so good for them. Uh, they move up, and um, they should have a, another close matchup this week uh, with going against a team with a couple guys on a bye week, so should be interesting. Number 10 on the list, last place champs 1 and 2. Uh, last week they were ranked 7th, and this team just needed to go down. Mike Evans played well, but besides that, I wasn't really impressed with anything on this team. Uh, this team still needs help at the running back position. Ingram coming back in five weeks or in, in week five should help, but I'm just not sure that it's gonna propel this team to where it needs to be uh to be a, a you know a playoff a playoff um, contender. So um I think this team really just needs Lev Bell to play ASAP if they want to have a chance at that. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna go down to 10. At number 11 on the list, 38.5. They're one and two. Last week they were 13, so they moved up. Big Ben and A.B. hooked up for a touchdown. Carlos Hyde had a pretty great game. Um, This is what this team needed. This is what this team um, needs to do more of. I mean, anytime you score 127 points in a week, you're typically going to win. That's a pretty good week um, in fantasy football, especially in this league. So uh, that needs to continue for them. Number 12 on the list, two girlies, one cup. They're going to stay the 12th-ranked team. Uh, They got their first win, which I had a gut feeling would happen. But pretty much Derrick Henry just needs to go. He's holding this team back. Uh, Otherwise, I feel the rest of the team has been pretty solid for the most part. Um, I think this team has the most potential to move up. They started off the season against All Dogs and the Brew Crew, who are ranked 1 and 2 in this league. So two pretty tough matchups to start off the season. But uh, two girlies, one cup. Um, they put up some decent points, but taking out Henry and putting in almost pretty much anyone else should be able to help them a lot at this point um, because Henry has just been irrelevant through the first three weeks of the season, and I don't see that picking up against the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 4, so Uh, definitely something to think about for them. Number 13 on the list, the baby forearm at 1 and 2, was ranked 10 last week. Um, This team has the least amount of points in the league through three weeks, but I'm not putting too much stock into that. They did have a 50-burger in the first week of the season, which uh, they haven't really come close to that again, but um, they, they just need some serious help at the running back position. I'm not sure why on Johnson was not starting for this team this week, um, especially over Corey Grant. I mean, you have a starting running back, and you started a backup running back over him. Um, Corey Grant is not a guy you should be starting pretty much any week in this league. Uh, he could be a guy you're doing fantasy football or daily fantasy football in DraftKings or something and hope he, hope he has a touchdown or something and nobody else has him but definitely not in this. I think he, I think uh on Johnson needs to be an auto start for the baby 4 I'm moving forward. And then last on the list um and has been last on the list for the second week in a row. Um my preseason rank is too low at 0 and 3. Um he's ranked 14th. He's the only winless this is the only winless team. And again, I mean this team's just pretty much garbage and nothing's been done to help it. You know, your team sucked in week 1, your team sucked in week 2 and you don't do anything, so what's that going to mean? Your team's probably going to suck in week three. Uh, Adrian Peterson had a nice game, but I still don't think it could help this this team. I mean, like I said, I think Julio Jones could put up 40, and they still probably lose. This team is too bad, Um, and Julio has been having average days. Tom Brady is not the quarterback that uh, clearly Luther Lightcap thought he was going to be, and... um, there's just a lot of issues with this team. Devronte Freeman needs to come back pretty much ASAP, and so does Julian Edelman, to give this team any sort of hope. But uh, even with that, I just, I don't know. Even if both of those guys are getting 15 points, I just don't see this team being any good. Um, so um, I don't see them moving up much further than 14. Maybe they could reach into like, uh, you know, I'd say they probably top out maybe at 11, 11th in the league, which isn't bad for the team that is that is that is on this, te- the, the guys that are on this team. It's not bad. So anyways, that wraps up my, uh, my um, power rankings. Uh, it was All Dogs, The Brew Crew, Real Chug Champs, and My Feelings, Jimmy G Spot, Harrisburg Cougars, Team Knox, The Guru, Once Upon a Time, Last Place Champs, 38.5, Two Girlies, One Cup, The Baby Forearm, and then rounding it up, and 14th is, my preseason rank is too low. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into some matchups and predictions, and then uh, stay tuned because we do have a special guest coming on to the show. All right, uh, matchups and predictions. Last week I was 5 for 7, which was my best week of the season so far. got 5 out of the 7 right. Um, I'm 10 for 21 on the season, so inching my way back up into a pretty good average for predicting these weeks. Um, so we're going to go down through, obviously, a slate of seven games, like always, and we're going to go down through all of them, and I'm going to try and pick apart what I think is going to happen. So number one on the list, my preseason rank is too low. The arrow and three coming into to uh, play Team Knox at two and one, and I think this matchup goes without saying. I really don't even think I have to tell you guys who I think is going to win um, it's pretty obvious. I think Team Knox has a much better team. Fitz and OJ are going up against a very good defense, which Team Knox happens to own as well, and is starting, which is an interesting tactic. But I think Team Knox could pretty much do whatever he wants this week, and he comes away with a win and goes three and one. Um, and that goes without saying. I, I mean, if he loses this week, it could be one of the biggest upsets. Um, but Team Knox should definitely win this week. Next on the list, the Brew Crew two and one versus the Harrisburg Cougars. Two and one, and this is a tough matchup to make a decision on obviously, I have a little bit of bias in this, but um, I try and take the bias out of it when I'm trying to go down and look at these and Last week, I projected myself to lose and so I, and I lost and uh, so it's tough to make especially with my team it's tough to make a decision on, but it's definitely going to come down to the Thursday night game for my brew crew. Uh, the Vikings are playing the Rams, and I have three Vikings playing in one Ram and uh so i got four guys in my starting lineup who are going to be playing in this thursday night game so that needs just needs pretty much just needs to be a shootout uh for me and um i think it has the uh, the possibility to do that um i think honestly i think the vikings are going to win this game even though i think the rams are a better team i think the rams defense is a little beat up right now they're missing marcus peters and a Talib to lead on their defense and missing a couple linebackers Their defense is a little banged up um so that should open up the opportunities for Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen and those guys to get some some good points here. Um, and then on the other end you have Todd Gurley who can go up against pretty much anybody, and he should be able to uh, at least get out of there with anywhere from 15 to 30 points of fantasy. So um, I think this is going to be a tough matchup for both Mike and I. I think it's going to be a close matchup. Um, You know, Gronk, I imagine, should have a pretty large game against Miami. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going against Buffalo. So, I mean, if that same Buffalo shows up again where they're sacking the quarterback every play, uh, Aaron Rodgers could have a bad game. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a pretty decent game. Um, I think this should be a close matchup. But I got to trust my team, and I believe in my team, uh, to win these close ones. So I am going to go with the Brew Crew, this week to go three and one, and I think uh, the Harrisburg Cougars are going to fall to two and two, which is still not that bad. And if it goes the other way, it's still not two and two. Four weeks into the season, not that bad. But either way, I think uh, I think I come home with the win on that one. Jimmy G spot one and two versus All Dogs one and two, and I have a feeling this is going to be a high scoring matchup. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are going against the Giants and should absolutely go off. Calvin Ridley, if he continues to do his thing. Um, I mean, if he can even at least just get 15 to 20 points, that is pretty good for Calvin Ridley. Um, and I don't see why that can't happen. I mean, he's getting targeted like 10 times a game, so a um, big deal for him. Jimmy Graham is playing in Buffalo. Could be a big day for him. Um, I think Jimmy G-Spot has some pretty nice matchups and uh, just all-around has better players, though. And I'm still waiting for Jimmy G's team to click again and like they did in week one, um, but... I think Jimmy G should be able to win this matchup, so I gotta go with them. But, uh, I mean, I think Jimmy G should win this matchup, but I gotta go with all dogs on this one uh, because they are 3 0. They have been uh, consistently putting up a lot of points, and Jimmy G's team has been not very consistent. So I gotta go with all dogs on this one to take the win against Jimmy G. So, there we go. Uh, In my feelings, oh, and before I go to the next one, I don't know if I said Jimmy G Spot was one and two and All Dogs was one and two, but All Dogs is three now, and I apologize for that if I did. Anyways, going on in my feelings, one and two um, versus thirty-eight point five one and two, and I think in my feelings shouldn't really have any issues winning this week. Um, I like their entire team pretty much, and I have been saying that since week one. And I think that uh, in my feelings, win when this wins this matchup. I think their team's finally coming up on the upswing. Uh, they just took down a very good team and. Um, I had them ranked number two in the preseason, so I I obviously have some sort of uh, feeling with this team that I think they can, I think they can, uh, you know, I think they're gonna go 500 this week, and I think they can go well above that moving on to the rest of the season. So in my feelings, takes the win there and goes two and two, and 38.5 drops to one and three. Two girlies, one cup, one and two versus the Guru, two and one. Uh, This should be a fun one to keep an eye on this week. I think this will be a very close matchup, um, but I think that two girlies, one cups, should come out with a win. And here's why. They got Pat Mahomes, uh, who's been just balling, uh, Kareem Hunt, who I think should have a big day, and Odell Beckham going against a weak New Orleans defense. Um, I think that Giants and New Orleans game is going to be a shootout again because New Orleans defense is just pretty much trash, and the Giants defense is pretty much trash. Um, but I think uh, Odell Beckham should have a pretty nice game. So I'm going to go with two girlies, one cup there. Uh, the next game on the list, the baby forearm, 1-2, and two, going the last place champs, 1-2. and two. Um, To be honest with you, I think this should be a blowout. Uh, maybe, maybe we possibly get a shotgun alert. Uh, so maybe a, maybe a shotgun alert this week for the baby forearm. Um, I don't know how they are going to win this game. Um, I don't know how they can even come close to winning this game, especially if A.J. Green's ruled out, which it looks like he might be. Um, the last place champs should really just run away with this one, so I'm going to go with the last place champs on this one. Uh, the real Chug champs 2-1 versus Wentz upon a time 2-1. and one. I'm putting this as the matchup of the week. Uh, this is a really good opportunity for Wentz upon a time to take a step up and go 3-1 and one to start off a season. And I don't think a lot of people saw that coming from this team. Um, and they have a chance to take down a pretty good team in a week-week for them when they have a couple bye weeks uh, that are going to hurt their chances of winning. So um, when you have Christian McCaffrey out and Chris Thompson out, that definitely uh, hurts your team dramatically when you rely on them every week. Um, I'm not going to say they're going to sit here and blow out this team. Um... But it definitely makes it easier for Once upon a time. So I'm going to go with Once upon a time here. And um, that wraps up my matchups and predictions. Uh, Stay tuned because we do have a guest interview. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Negative one point to whatever. Yeah. In my mind, I stand by that pick because I wanted to get a solid kicker. All right, so that was uh, Mike Garraway um, joining us today for the interview. Um, he actually made some very valid points on why he reached for that kicker, um, and I truly actually never really thought about that, and um, it might change up my draft style next year. I, I've never truly thought about I've always just assumed to take a kicker last because they're the kicker. But, um I I mean, they do provide value if you get a good one, I guess. Um, Anyways, that wraps up my podcast for today. Thank you for joining me on Episode 5 of Miked Up With Mike. Um, Again, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, anything, um, feel free to just chime in, give me the voice notes or uh, the voice messages, and I'll get you guys on this show, and uh, we'll go from there. But I appreciate you guys listening. Um, Until next time on Episode 6, everybody, good luck. Think this should be a good week of fantasy so good luck everybody